So we just had a presidential election. The quote unquote Latinx vote has been a topic of interest this past election season, especially in places like Florida, Arizona, and more where Latinx voters were expected to have a lot of influence. There's a lot we can unpack about Latinx voters. For one, we're not a monolith. A one-dimensional and single Latinx vote doesn't exist. We come from different countries, different states, and different socioeconomic statuses. We speak different languages, are of different races, and have different lived experiences. The majority of Latinx voters tend to vote for Democratic candidates. And while we could dive into the exceptions and the vastly differing views and experiences within the Latinx community, we want to address turnout first. An unfortunate commonality among Latinx voters is that turnout is consistently low due to a number of factors, according to Pew Research Center. In this episode of Paquenos Oigan, we'll hear from Latinx identifying Michigan State students about voting and their experiences and views on the political climate in their homes and outside circles. We spoke with two Michigan State students, both first-generation Mexican-American, one being Wendy Guzman, a sophomore majoring in journalism, and the other was Flaviana Lopez, a sophomore studying political science. Family plays a huge role in the views and perspectives that children carry with them. This shows when it comes to voting. I know for myself, it was very challenging because voting wasn't really spoken about, even though both my parents could vote after my dad gained citizenship. I wasn't exposed to the importance of voting or the impact of not voting until I was a college freshman when I was exposed to a more diverse population. I now could never imagine not being politically active with my vote, but I know so many don't have the same opportunity, which is honestly a really big frustration of mine. Yeah, I think that my family has also played a huge role for me, but I think in a different way because both my parents are citizens and they can vote. And on top of that, like, I'm mixed, so there's there's a different dynamic there as well. And um, I think I got more politically active by my freshman year of high school, more so, and I think that was for a few reasons. One, I was older, and two, I was kind of like, I was kind of participating in like um, LGBT activism more, and gay marriage had just been legalized, so there was also that, and then of course, the Trump campaign, and I think also my grandmother was diagnosed with dementia, and she was like my big connection to like my Mexican culture, and so I already kind of felt like that pressure to reconnect, and like when there's all these outsized forces talking about anti-Latinx sentiments, I think that kind of just pushed me to become more politically aware or active, or I guess it woke me up. No, I totally agree. I think that it's really great that you found that spark so early. I think that for me, what held it back a little bit longer was just the environment that I was living in when I was in high school. It was a predominantly white area. And although my school was diverse um, racially, there wasn't a lot of social justice awareness conversation happening. which made me feel a little bit disconnected to like how you're sharing like your Latinx roots and um, your heritage. I felt a little disconnected from that when I was younger and coming to MSU, it really just sparked that interest and that passion 
and that fire that kind of just stuck with me and just showed me like no this is who you are be proud and speak up for your people kind of thing I think Lopez said something interesting about this because she was born into a household where she had non-citizen parents and yeah I think there was a little bit more pressure there especially when you come from immigrants um so growing up I was born into a household where like uh, my parents weren't citizens so like we didn't really talk about voting because well my parents didn't have the right I know they would talk about like the president and everything saying like this that that this like they would want to change but like obviously they couldn't do it um and then later on I moved to like a different household and everything and my mom is a citizen and my dad isn't um so um my mom wouldn't like say like she would be voting and everything my dad would be like you guys should be voting because I can't and I felt like that was just something that really was like strong with me because like I've met so many people that have told me like I wish other people voted like I hate when people don't tell me they don't vote because like I can't vote and I remember talking to like a group of students about this saying like when I'm, I'm always hearing about this kind of stories and like and I'm just like in a, in a way like they can speak louder and everything like for example these DACA students can speak so loud but at the end of the day we're the ones that are deciding for them so like I, I don't know I just like my parents did shape a little bit of it, my family did, but I feel like at the end of the day, it was more like the society itself and everything. The people I met along the way are really the people that pushed me to vote and to make other people vote too. Guzman had a similar experience with being both of her parents vote. You know, I think about the fact that like, not everybody in my family can vote. And like, like when I, like for me, it really wasn't like a, like a question like oh like I don't know if I'm gonna vote like no like as soon as I turned 18 like I was gonna register to vote and I was gonna do it and I'm not typically like a super super political person like I'm definitely not I don't I usually like because I like hearing both sides of things I'm a journalist like I just like like I'm just like listening to other people so I never talk about things but it's it was always very important to me to have this and um yeah I just think that it make it you know just kind of makes it easier for you to make conclusions, if that makes sense. In the cases of Lopez and Guzman, having family members who can't vote has been a contributor and driving factor for them to stay politically active through voting. So if I'm not politically like involved, then who else is gonna be involved for like my community? Like I feel like I have that opportunity, whereas like my parents didn't, or maybe some people that I know that are like, non-citizens that can't really really say have a voice about it and like I'm a citizen I I have all these opportunities I can make a change and I feel like I it comes down to like the people that have they can do it and I feel like it's our generation that really can make them like a movement out of this but I know most people can't because you know citizenship etc like my parents don't vote I don't know and like I it always just like feels weird to me like people are having conversations about like oh like my dad voted for so-and-so my mom voted for so-and-so and I'm just like that's cool mine can't <laughs> and I'm like and I'm like I'm like I'm their vote. Both Lopez and Guzman find differences between their views and their parents. However 
those disagreements and conversations can be limited at times when your parents can't even participate in the voting process. It's like, it's super cool. Like, I wish I had that. Like, I wish that we could have those type of disagreements in our household, but we really can't. Um, it's kind of just that, I don't know. I guess it's, it's, I feel like in, when you're not, you know, like that, like when you speak English, when you can vote, when you can live freely in the country and do things like when you have money, like you can, you, like everybody has a voice, but when you have all those things, like it's just amplified and like the people that don't are just like kind of quieted down. I do feel pressure a little bit just because I know that I am that voice, but I usually just try to, you know, go with what I believe in more than anything. The most notable difference between Lopez's views and her parents is that Lopez believes that there is hope for change, while her parents are not so sure. I've always wanted more. I've, I feel like in the beginning, I've always wanted, like, obviously, there's always this big thing where we want free education. And for my family, they have lived all this time. They, like, they have seen time and time again where people are always, like, pushing for the same thing, but it never happens. And maybe because it's because I'm young or something, but I honestly think this could happen. Like, um, we're, like, in the first steps of, like, this starting with, like, the whole student loan forgiveness, I'm not sure if it's going to actually happen, but, like, I know with, like, things like that, like, people are like, no, like, it can't happen, like, especially with my family, like, it can't happen, like, why do you think this could happen just because you voted, like, why are you being with me, like, it's always the same people that get voted in, and I'm, like, you know what, they're right about that sometimes, but, like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's something different now that it's just, like, we really had, like, a really bad president just now, and, like, we voted him out, and, like, and you saw like a big uh, like surge of voting within the younger generation. And you realize that like, this is it. Like this is, if you want things to get done, like this is our time to do it. So like, I feel like that is a different, big difference between me and my family. Like they're like stuck in this like, well, we can't get it done. Cause like this system isn't made for that. But I'm like, we can change this system to make a difference and we can do it like with our generation. I think it's really great that both of these young women have found balance of staying true to their, themselves while also representing their family members who can't vote. I can see how that can be a challenge. Yeah, in my experience with my family, we have differing views as well. But I think there's a different dynamic because we're all eligible voters. So we can have that like discourse and stuff. And like I've like gone to the polls with my family. And I think there's like just so much privilege in that and like talking to these two women like I just like was so appreciative to have that like even if at times I'm like I totally disagree with my parents like but like I'm still like thankful that at least there's that discussion available to me. No I 100% agree I think that hearing their experiences has been great and like the same thing goes for me both of my parents can vote but I've also noticed like accessibility for information when it comes to the political climate and actions being taken politically, that information can be limiting um, or limited. And I don't feel like enough is being done to help bridge that gap. Um, and Guzman actually mentioned a few ways that she feels the gap could be minimized when we spoke. I mean, I guess for me, just the main thing is um... Like, you have, like, knowing, like, where the people come from, like, we tend to come from very similar communities, 
we all have very similar experiences. Um, you know, not only, you know, the politicians have to reach out to our communities and like to our, the topics that we're most interested, but I think just us as a community together, we should keep our friends and our families educated in every way. Um, there's only like really so much we can do. And, you know, if you convince your friend that this is something important that you should be paying attention to, you know, if we all, you know, help a friend out, that's already so many more people. And I think that's, that's probably just the smart way for us to go about things and probably the way that we just make the most impact. Actually getting to the community itself and like interacting with them is the most important thing ever because like when you limit yourself from, because like for example, language barrier or because you just don't want to, like it's not going to make them believe in you more. It's going to make them like say like, oh, well, they're not going to represent me. So why should I represent them? I don't know, you saw like a big turnout where like Latinx people actually didn't vote for him. Um, you know, like people like voted for Donald Trump still. And I remember people talked about it, like why is this happening? And then it's more like, we talked about how like traditions, like beliefs and how like, for example, the LGBTQ, like, you know, right now in the Latinx areas, like most people don't support that because you know, their religion beliefs and everything. And so like they vote against Joe Biden because he believes in that. And I just, I mean, like, I'm like, how? Like, you know, like, they're voting, he's voting against all your rights and everything, but just because he believes in this, you believe in that, so you're going to vote for that. Like, it's it's crazy. But, yeah, I don't think the techniques we're using right now are hitting the Latinx community as we should. Like, it's it's crazy because you see so many people I know that are, like, politically active and everything, and they're in the front of the Latinx community, but, like, it's... It's just the people you connect with, but like you don't see, walk in the supermarket and be like, hey, that's the person who's running, he's Latinx, you know? You just don't see that. And I feel like it should be more pushed than it is now. Even with over 39 million households that speak Spanish, they're frequently ignored in political discussions as well as in other spaces that pertain to our quality of life. Like with medical professionals, sometimes there's not someone who speaks the language the patient speaks. Or... Medical information isn't in their preferred language. And so voting and medical treatment are important to the livelihoods of those who live in the US. So I know that these can be big discouragers to being politically active, but both of these women, when asked about how they would encourage others to stay involved, didn't hesitate to share either and also gave their positive outlooks for the future. Yeah, I think that really we just, like you just have to, tell people and make sure that they know, you know, what's at risk, you know, when it comes to elections like these, you know, if you don't, you know, you can say like, oh, I don't like either candidate, like that's fine. But, you know, we work under a two party system, like you can vote third party, like I would w prefer you to vote third party rather than voting, not voting at all. But we are in a, in a two party system where basically like if you don't vote for one or the other, like nothing's like your vote really doesn't have much of an influence. So, like, you just have to remind them that not, like, even though this is, like, four years of a presidency or of whatever other um, things you're voting for, it's, you know, if it's, in, it's just, if it's a step in the right direction, it can always lead to better. And I think, you know, you need to know that slowly but surely we can, you know, get to, like, your desired, um, you know, the desired country, like, you know, just to get to the the way you want things to be, no matter what side it is, really, like, 
like just being able to go and vote and like have a say like you can't you can't complain about how things are and then not partake in them you know Guzman and Lopez are also optimistic about the future of Latinx representation in politics. There's not not representation. It's just one of those things that could always like get better, you know? Um, and there wasn't really much growing up. I like, there's so much more now and it's really nice for other younger girls. You know, I have like, a, I have a 13 year old sister. Like there's so many other, so many more things and like people to look up to nowadays. And I just, I just kind of have a hope that, you know, we're, you know, like I said before, like we're heading in the right direction. And I think that soon, hopefully we'll be able to see um, more people like us in politics or standing up for us or caring for us. I think I learned a lot from talking to just these two students, even though none of us can truly represent the entirety of the Latinx community. It's been great hearing from people who have just had a different experience than my own. I totally agree. It's been really motivational actually and super encouraging to hear that through the struggle, there's still so many who aren't backing down and that we aren't alone as young people fighting for change and inclusion. Pakeno Soigan is a collaboration between Crew and Impact FM. This episode was produced by Michelle Terones and myself, Sofia Calacailo. To stay up to date with Crew's events and initiatives, follow CRU underscore MSU on Instagram. Crew's mission is to increase the quality of life academically, socially, and culturally, promoting Latinx unity and celebrating diversity at MSU. Thanks for listening.